Okay, yeah. So I'm just really curious to see where I land with it as well because it's kind of like a revelation for me in a way. Um, but before we hop into it, let's just say hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Creative Seed Podcast. My name is Chelsea. My name is Sue. I am the daughter mother. I am the mother grandmother with a cold. I am I do not feel like I sound. Yes. And you actually sound better than you did a couple days ago. So this is an improvement. Yes. 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 Um, and we are the dying team behind the legacy fiber arts yarn company. And also, is it, what do you call linen? Fabric. Fabric fa and fabric dyeing company as well. Yes. Um, so first I wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping. One, um, for any patrons that are listening or watching this ahead of time, one, thank you so much for being here. We are loving having this community. Um, and two, all of January's episodes, as promised, have been released onto um, Spotify and our RSS feed. Um, so they are available to listen to for everyone now. So um yeah, just wanted to remind everybody that that was going to be happening on a monthly basis. All of our episodes from the month prior will be released to streaming services. I love it. That's so exciting for me. It was so cool. So as Justin and I were setting it up, um, there's this really cool, like on Spotify, when you get your podcast up there, it like it's like, congratulations, your podcast is on Spotify. And there's like this gold glitter confetti coming down and our little logo was there. And I was like, oh my God, this feels so exciting. I guess I didn't even realize, I, I am so like, I swear, I just leave that all up to you and don't do any follow-ups. It's so bad, but I do it's want good. to, it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. So, um, and yeah, for anybody listening to this on Spotify, if you are interested in getting this content a month ahead of time or um, having access to the video version of this, we do have a Patreon. Just go ahead and search Legacy Fiber Arts over on Patreon and you will see us there. Okay, so today's topic in which we are going to discuss at length, and it's kind of exciting. I was saying this to mom just a couple minutes ago. I'm really excited to see where this conversation leads us because for me, it is something that I have just literally for the first time in my life started thinking about. <sighs> and that is fear as it pertains to creativity. I've had it my whole life. How have you escaped this? I truly believe that I have navigated through life with rose colored glasses in the least, um, derpy way possible like I don't mean I just like walk down the road and see disaster and I'm like oh it's fine like I think I am so blissfully naive and I I hesitate to say ignorant no but maybe no. But, but maybe that's applicable here in certain ways I don't know um I just remember with everything in life I just don't know any better and I don't mean that to be self-deprecating. I just actually mean like, I just don't, it doesn't you know, even enter my mind. You know what? In thinking about it, um, it's pretty age appropriate in my world mm. where you are like, like I was thinking about it the other day, like how, you know, when I was your age and someone a little bit older was like really cynical, I would really struggle with it. And now I'm finding like, shoot, 
I get it. Like I'm here. I've arrived. I know. And it's like, so I feel like that's a part of it. Um, I feel like the reason that maybe I felt it a little earlier is because my career has always be, been in a creative field. Mm-hmm. So I think that is what spurred it on more for me at at your age as I was a working artist. (laughs) I mean, I say that so loosely, but I was, I was, I was working. I was going to say, give yourself credit. Don't, don't laugh that off because you 100% were. No. And I shouldn't even say your age young. I would even go younger, like out of college before I had, before I started designing needlework. Like I was freelancing, doing greeting cards and and everything hinged on, is it going to sell or isn't? Is it going to, like, I'm going to put in hours and hours of work and ship it off. I mean, that was a hundred years ago. So it all looked very different Um, and ship it off and then just wait and then wait to see if I got a royalty check or wait to see if they returned that artwork. So, and I think that, you know, and of course those were our poorest years. So you really, so I think that for me is why it, it existed very strongly at a younger age than you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's keep going with that then. So tell me more about in those years specifically where that fear manifested itself with your create creativity and your making how it affected it do you mean or anything just anything your experience Um, with it I feel like for me I have to really think about this Mm -hmm. um I think I probably designed to fit something instead of for what uh, I mean a lot of it was who I was at that time a lot of it but it was, it was the, um, the baby stages of being an artist, right? Mm -hmm. It was like the, the immature stages and you, it's really hard to explain. So I was going to say, do you have like an example in your mind where you're like, Oh, I remember this specific card or design. And I was looking at the, the successful prototypes of what was selling. And I was, but I had this other idea and I felt nervous to make that idea come to life. So I had like, is that kind of what you mean? If I had been a mature artist at that point, yes, I would have had those feelings. But because I was straight out of art school, I was so, oh, I wish I could wrap my head around the words. Like I didn't even have the desire to put out what was in me. It was just like, what's there? This is what I know how to do well. That's it. This is what I know how to do well. This is what I think will sell. Not like like our last subject, playing, like really playing with that. No, I was this like really tight, honed in artist, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it was like coloring book artist almost. So, but I that is who I've been until recent years is just this like, don't dig deep, just do what's on the surface when it comes to art. Do it just, you know, Mm -hmm. don't play, Mm -hmm. don't. And now I just, that's all I want to do. Right. It's all I want to do, but I will say in reading, because of course I am absolutely hooked on the artist way. I'm going to go buy myself a copy either today or at some point this week. Have to run. Yeah. Run because thank you, Rachel, my dear friend, who's been actually 
working it and I've been kind of trying to draw inspiration. But again, our word fits it perfectly, fear. Everything is like, it's so scary. It's so scary to open this book. It's so scary to like do what they want you to do. And I will tell you, this is what, when we sat down, I have so much fear around this right now, this conversation. Okay. Tell me more about that. Because it is such a hard conversation. Like there's so many unknowns. Like I know so much about like that this is real for me, but how do you put it into words? How do you make a conversation around it? This podcast for us, I think is so special. Like that I want, I just want it to be successful so badly that fear came right in. I, I kept going to text you and go, let's change subject. Let's just change subject. <laughs> this is too um, scary. Yeah, this, this, and not only scary, it's hard. So yeah. with fear for me is hard. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's mm-hmm. like the same as like beginning as a beginning artist. It's hard. It's scary. It's rejection. It's, it's so much. You're literally laying your heart on a silver platter and handing it over to someone to just demolish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I think that's it too. Um, so like for me, like I do have a lot of, we talked about last week, like, I wonder what we'll talk about next time. Like I'm already into next week or next two weeks. Don't worry about it. I'm already into it. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do. It it has to do totally with me and my personality is so like, I, I, and it, it just speaks to so much that's going on in my brain right now. It's like, I'm not trusting the process, which I believe in 1000%, but I don't seem to be able to do it at the moment. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at all those pieces that are lining up to create this, right? Right. It's like, oh my goodness. So I love the subject and oh my gosh, this book is filled with, and honestly, I just went to the index and looked up fear and went to those pages and they lead to every other page in this book. They don't, they don't. Right list it that way but as you keep reading um it's everywhere it's just a common thread kind of running through yes yeah yes well because you have to think about it like as a working artist like it's it's so personal like if you're if you're sitting in an office and you're doing and that's I'm not trying to demean those professions they're fantastic and they serve a purpose and a lot of people love them but um and you're punching numbers or you're sending out emails like there's very little of your soul going into them. It's very much an objective, right? Mm-hmm. To try and get to. And yeah, it's it's you are taking a little piece of your soul and putting it out there and saying like, do you yeah. like it? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not good at, I'm not good at any of that, any of that. Well, I mean, I was a dance major. I danced my entire life graduated college. And I was like, okay, I'm all done now because Mm -hmm. there's no risk. There's, I was, I, there was no risk in all of the things that I did with dance Mm -hmm. until it came to doing it for myself. And then I was done. Yeah. And I can't, I can't speak to whether that was completely fear or if it was laziness, if it was, I was truly done. If I, I don't know, but my gut tells me it was fear. Okay, I can't believe you said laziness and you don't have this book. Why? Because 
That's what people say instead of fear. I that- always feel like I'm lazy and, and it's wow. 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 Okay. So literally mom, however many days ago it was, it might've actually just been yesterday when you were like, Hey, by the way, can you get out that new yarn? Like I was at the gym working on the treadmill and I was like, Oh my God, I totally forgot about that. And then as I was in my mind, like backtracking, like, Oh my God, when did she send that? Blah, blah, blah. I remember the feeling of when you sent them to me. And I think it happens every single time. I'm pretty sure it does. I saw the photos. I saw all the information. And I was like, I don't even know that I could identify that I was feeling too lazy to do it. Mm-hmm. But that is always my go-to where it's like, well, I'm just too lazy for that. Yep. And I do think that is how I communicate fear. Mm-hmm. Well, you do. Just so you know, I can tell you why. Please. Um, and I just find it so interesting because I, I always think of, and I tell people this and they laugh because I do get a lot done in a day, but I absolutely could label myself as lazy. Same. Absolutely. Okay. Let's, let's read. Okay. (laughs) I pray, I pray, I pray that someone is listening to this and the light bulb just went on like it did for me. I know. I know. It's just like, it's amazing. Like when you said it, my, like, I don't know if it did, but I'm pretty sure I went. <laughs> Sorry. Like, for anyone wow. that's listening, she just like opened her eyes really wide and like her jaw dropped. <laughs> <That's my mouth. laughs> oh my gosh. So sorry about this cough. Um, okay. I'm going to read from, I, I don't know the rules around this. I'm pretty sure I can read from this, from the I think as long as we credit it and then I'll yes. put it in the blurb as well. By Julia Cameron. Oh my gosh, I would pay, I I wouldn't pay anything, but I'd pay a lot of money to do this program with her. Can you I would. Imagine? I think, well, we'll talk about that after I read this. Okay. One of, fear, fear. It's, if you have the book, it's week nine. One of the most important tasks in artistic recovery is learning to call things and ourselves by the right names. Most of us have spent years using the wrong names for our behavior. We have wanted to create and we have been unable to create and we have called that inability laziness. This is not merely inaccurate. It is cruel. I love that. I do too. Accuracy and compassion serve us far better. Blocked artists are not lazy. They are blocked. And I don't even think the blocked artist like that got in my way when mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm not a blocked artist, you know? I would, well, that's it, exactly what I was just thinking. Like posting photos on a website isn't being an artist. Well, even if it is or isn't, who's to say that it's still, you're using the wrong word. Right. You're using. Well, and at, at the end of the day, it really is because the yarn that you dye is, is a creative endeavor for you. So like, because we're tied together in that way and it is our company, like it, in a way it is. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, I am telling you, I've had this book forever. I've worked the beginning of it forever. I've done morning pages on and off forever. I'm really, I don't know why. I just feel like this podcast, everything is lining up for me to finally do the work. Now, having said that now I'm like, (laughs) yeah. But even if I do a little at a time, however I choose to use this book, I think it's going to benefit me. 
-hmm. So if we didn't say it at the beginning, and you can treat yourself today to the artist's way. Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful edition. I've had so many because I hand them out all the time. Yes. Every time I get one, I give it to someone that might need it. Yeah. This is the 25th anniversary. And our favorite, Elizabeth, she's not my favorite, but I love Elizabeth Gilbert, author of Big Magic. The artist way brings much insight, gently helping you see what is holding you back and showing you how to move forward. And I feel and- that like that applies to anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, so don't try to classify yourself to be able to go buy this book. Don't do that. I'm going to say that right now. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing I'm going to say for sure. Don't go, but I'm not an artist. Right. Don't. Um, So anyways, oh my gosh, it's such a powerful book. But like, I just love how that just clicked so perfectly. Like, oh my gosh, because I... I have some laziness in really good, positive ways that I embrace. Like I'm so grateful for that side of my personality, but in this way, uh, no. And you know what? Maybe it's just a time of rest. Why do we have to make it so like, it's a, it's a bad thing. Right. Right. So I'm trying to like regroup and think about how, like in your situation, what that would feel like for me. Or, or what, how to work through that kind of thing. Well, I think it could be as simple as knowing that that's not laziness, that's fear. I think just having that knowledge and knowing that it is a challenge to overcome and not a character flaw. Yes. It, I think that in and of itself, like I'm curious to see next time you send me pictures of a collection mm-hmm. where my brain goes knowing now mm-hmm that maybe my resistance to posting that is fear and not me just being lazy. Like, I think I could see that and say like, I see that fear and I'm not willing to give in. Whereas before it was just, I'm just lazy. Like it's a character flaw of, of mine. Why do we go there? I don't know. And I keep my brain keeps going back to graduating from college. And I'm like, it was definitely fear, which is such a shame because I think I also built in the fact that I knew I wanted a family. Yes. And I thought to myself, if I go to New York, if I go to LA, if I go to anywhere where I could have a career out of this, it's, it's, it's limiting my ability to settle down and have a family. I was 21 years old. Why did I feel that pressure at 21 years old to settle down and have a family? Okay. I can, I can tell you the exact same story for me. Tell me the exact same story. I get out of art school. I'm a decent illustrator. You're a fantastic illustrator. I'll let everybody know. Thank you. I mean, I think where I lacked was in, in creativity, Mm-hmm. Right. I was very good at reproducing the creativity part of it. I struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went into New York City as an artist. I had an, an appointment with an agent. Dad came with me because I was so scared. Yeah. What's that? I said, yeah, of course. Yeah. So <laughs> he waited outside and or he wandered around and the agent was very positive. And he said, Okay, now if you go home and do this, this, and this, and then come back, I never went back because I was 
21. Uh I was engaged. We weren't married. And my thing was, well, I'm going to want to have a family. I can't come in and out of New York on my own. I'm too afraid. And I stopped. Mm -hmm. Isn't that awful? Okay. Okay. We, We can remedy this. Like we still have time. We still have time. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. We are both at stages in our life where we can acknowledge. And I think anybody who wants to is at the perfect stage in life. I'm not saying like 36 and 60. Yes. However, like, I'm not saying that we're the perfect ages. I'm saying because we are who we are, we can, we can, there is always opportunity to remedy. Yes. Well, and I also backtracking and the other subject that we were thinking about today is, you know, it's all ties in. It's like, you know what? Our lives went the way they were meant to go. So it's like, I don't look back and go, oh, I should have, would have, could have. I don't do that. I don't, I don't think I ever have. I really, yeah, I don't think I have because I've been very happy in how my life went. But so I, I do believe like, I can't look at that. I just think the irony of it's the exact same story. It's the exact same story. Now, can I tell you what I think is a huge disservice to specifically women Mm -hmm. creators is that societal pressure that we still feel after hundreds of years of progress Mm -hmm. where it's like we, if we choose, we no longer have to just have a family. We can do both and we should feel empowered to do both, but it is so deeply ingrained in our being in our in our dna that like this is the expectation of us well and if i did do both you are doing both Mm -hmm. and it's more where the disservice lies for me is because it's a creative field it's so nice that you get to do that it feels illegitimate it's illegitimate and i feel like i was never taken now I also created that environment like I could have taken responsibility for that um no I'm working like you know like I I don't think what I did was well not that anyone else has to I don't know it just did not feel like it was respected Mm. that I was working and that I was working really hard but no it was instead it was I was playing and how nice that you can do what you want to do. And, oh, I wish I could. And, oh, nothing made me matter. How I was, I was working like a dog and you're working like a dog. And it's like. And it's just so demeaning. Like the tone, the, like, I know exactly what you mean. And not, not to say that anybody has well, no, I've probably run into it a couple of times and it's so funny. Okay. So let's circle back to fear. Cause it, it all ties in right now. Whenever somebody asks me, what do you do? I'm not even kidding you. My heart seizes every time. Cause I don't know how to answer. It mm-hmm. seizes mom. Yep. I, I remember. I don't do that anymore. I claim it so hard. I don't, I don't. And I need, I need to, I need to start. To. You like literally, to. I'm like, oh, you know, like 
I stay at home, like I'm with the kids. And then like, we have a little like yarn dyeing business on the side. And it, but it's so funny because everyone that asks and I give that answer to, and then they go and they look us up, they always come back to me and they're like, whoa. Yeah. I have to say, I feel like you have to claim it more because it's empowering and it gives you, it gives you, um, oh, I wish I could explain this. Um, for me, it's, it's validated it for myself. Mm -hmm. it, it just makes me feel like, no, this is what I do. I work really hard. It's a really great business. We started it from ground Absolutely. zero. Yeah. And, and I've told the story before and we, you know, we'll have workers come into the house or, you know, whatever into the basement to look at the furnace or whatever. And, they come in and of course that's our yarn haven down there. And, and for the average person, it's like crazy to see. Right. And they're like, um, Oh no, it could be the opposite. Like they start in the house and they'll somehow it'll come up what, what I do. And then they go down there and they're like, Oh, Oh, cause it's like, they really all go, Oh, that's, that must be so nice. Yeah. Do people say that about your work? And when you claim it, it's actually like what is important is it's work. It's grueling. There are days we don't want to work. It's work like any other work. Yes, it's a creative field. Yes, we love what we do, but it's a grind okay. and it's a lot of work. And I mean, I do feel so lucky that we, it enables, you know, everything about it enables us to have you know, you get to be with the girls. Right, I right. get a little, like, it just, but I, I think people know. see that. Oh, I just hit the mic. I think people see that and they think, well, it's gotta be easy because you're raising kids too. Yeah. It's, and it's so hard. Especially like people who have kids knowing how much work it is to raise kids to then say like, oh, I do this on top of it. I think they must just default to, well, it's gotta be easy enough where she can also raise her kids. Yes. 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 But I will tell you, since I started really owning it, that's where I said, like, when, when you guys were younger, like some of it was on me, I probably did what you did. So people hear it as, oh, it's no big deal. Right. Instead of, no, I, I own a business and, and it's not like you have to be like, it's just like claim it for what it is. And it's, it's empowering. And it, it does something to me when I treat it that way versus how you're treating it. Because so how, what, how do you word it? Because that's where I stumble. It's like, I don't even know how to describe what I do because part of it is, what's that? Well, you could, I always say I'm an indie yarn dyer and, and I'm in business with my daughter and she does all the social media. She does all of the back, you know, you do all the front end stuff and I do all the back end stuff. Right. right. And yeah. And it, it's funny because people that really know us are like, whoa. Right. So, but you know, it's, it's important. It's important to acknowledge it, I think. Yeah. And that's, and that's just, that's my, I think that's enough, again, just light bulb moment. Like that is fear. Like I'd never identified it. I always was just like, Oh God, I don't even, I just don't know what to say, but and no, it, that's me being afraid to say. Yeah. And it's also fear of if you, for me, when, when you guys were young, if, if, I said I was a uh, needlework designer and I, I taught across, I traveled across the country and taught and designed. Um, I had this fear 
that I was thinking it was more than it was like, and that then people would have this expectation of it was something really huge. Like it was all this, like, what will they think? What is their expectation from my words? What will they, what would their reaction be? Yeah. So that's where my fear came in is, was I, was I really what I said I was? You know what I mean? Uh, oh, mom. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I think for me, that was a piece of the fear of living up to what I said. And what if I didn't want to do it anymore? Then I'd have to like. Now I'm so, unemployed. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> and now, you know, I'm unemployed. I know. <laughs> a literal starving artist out on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she refers a lot to the starving artist. I never thought of myself that way. I've always, I've never gone that route, but she refers to it a lot. In what, in in a financial sense? Yeah, that people think that that's what an artist is. So that's what they claim it to be. It's, it's very interesting. And I didn't, I always wanted to be a very successful artist. Well, and if you think about it really, like you're a starving blank fill in the blank here until you work your way up the ranks like you don't start at a corporation at like first go and you're not the ceo you're not the vp like you're gonna be a starving whatever until you have the experience to right i think it's just a thing that people the whole art world i i remember like oh the question i hated the most it's like you know where are you going to school oh i'm going to an art school Oh, what are you going to do with that? Like, so there's, there's that implication from ground zero that you're going to have to have a second track, like, you know, backup plans. I don't do well with backup plans because if you have a backup plan, that's what you're going to end up using my world. That's what I would do. It's like, it would give me the out to not do it. Totally. it's so interesting. So there was a bunch of words involved. First of all, I love the quote. And do you want to read the quote? I can read it if you want. Just because I, I one, I want to hear it again. And two, I think it'll spur more thoughts. It's a great conversation. Yeah. Great conversation. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Aeneas Nin. It's a quote from her. Aeneas. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Whatever so life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. I think that's spot on. Tell me what you think. I think it's spot on too. And I think I will probably um, strike a lot of chords with people that are listening and maybe blocked in the way that I have been. I would have said, can you read it one more time? Yes. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. I would have replaced courage with creative ability. Oh, say more. I don't think I ever plugged in courage as a piece of the equation as far as your opportunities or anything like that. I always just thought like you like if you are if your creativity is expanding, it means that you have this huge creative force inside of you. And I don't have that. Like, I don't have, like, like how you were just saying, like, I'm a reproducer. I'm not like, 
like, okay, so one of the biggest examples I can think of, and it's a bad one because nobody's going to know who I'm talking about. Um, but do you remember uh, Tom and Peter? They had the band, yes. The Meanies. Yes. yes. And they were both these fantastic creative artists. They had this fantastic whimsical sense. They each had their own. I looked at them and I said, wow, like you have this creative force around you and I'm an artist and I can see it and I can recognize it and I can appreciate it, but I don't have that. When really, I believe all they did was what they wanted to do, what they had the courage to do. They just, And like, for me, I don't think I ever had the courage to try things differently. Like I'm very much like you in the way where I would see their arts, their illustrations, and I'd be like, okay, okay. Now, if I just take that part of what they do and apply it in my way, I could fake people into thinking that I have this huge creative force around me, not let's move everything out of the way. Let's move all comparison out of the way and dig in mm-hmm. and remove that fear and see what's actually inside here that I could create of my own. Instead, I'm going to revel in what you are doing mm-hmm. and and not give myself any of the benefit of the doubt that I also have that inside of me. You do. I know I do now. It's also, you know, and I'm going to throw in another another subject because it does fit and I'm sure we'll talk about it this at some point um I don't even know if there's a ton to say about it but it's the imposter syndrome right it's like I mean that's what kills probably every creative in the world at some point Mm -hmm. at some point Mm -hmm. I am 1000% I am fooling the entire world Mm -hmm. the entire world and I don't have a clue what I'm doing Mm -hmm. Not a clue. Mm-hmm. It's like head in hands for those of you who can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Face palm. <laughs> so it is. And I think honestly, oh my gosh, I think that's the value of this book. The book does the digging for you. It does. And I feel like it's the point of we all have that creative well. We all have it in for something or another. And I know there's people out there going, yeah, no, but I am the one person in the world that didn't get it. We all have it. I'm going to say that as a 100% for sure fact. Mm-hmm. It may not be as a painter or a writer or a, but it's there. It's because, there as something. Well, because look at all of the children and maybe you have never been around children. Like that was definitely me before I had my kids. If you are given the opportunity and blessing and gift of bearing witness to a child just existing, you will know without a doubt in your mind that we all have the same creative well. It's just a matter of the environments you raised in, how many levels of fear and, and it's all the things that we've been talking about that have been stacked neatly on top of that well. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. And I, you know, I, I had another thought earlier and I forgot who talks about this, but one of the fabulous people that I like followed over the years, like a Brene Brown or one of those, um, just totally lost my train of thought. I hate it when that <laughs> happens. I wrote it, it down, I wrote it down cause I was so afraid I was going to, okay, oh, oh, it's you only talk about or share your creativity with someone that's going to add to it. Like 
it's called bucket dippers, I think. Like when they, yeah. they, I forget who created that term, yeah. but someone out there knows, but it's like, I find if I have a fantastic creative idea, I'm not going to bring it to someone that's going to go. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but no. I'm going to bring it to someone that just continues the conversation, maybe sees something else. So I think that's a piece of it. And my heart breaks for people that when their creativity is squashed it, or any part of their personality is squashed. And quite often it's done not intentionally. It's just done from lack of knowing better. Mm-hmm. That's all. So it's not like there's people out there trying to like squelch every child. It's like, it's just for lack of not knowing better. Well, and a lot of like, I feel like a lot of it too is like people bringing it full circle who are afraid to see someone else fail. And because art is such a high risk, high reward, not even art, just creativity. Creativity. I think people who look at creatives and see the path they're going down, they're very afraid to see them fail. And they don't want to be the people that are like, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it just to watch them fail. Yeah. Yeah, it is so interesting because that alone, like, you know, the energy alone for me sucks the life out of me. Totally. Like if it, because it's like, I mean, and and again, this is all just generational, but like, you know, so like, well, what if that doesn't work? What are you going to do? Instead of, oh my gosh, like, and, and sometimes even like helping build on it, like, tell me more, tell me what you're thinking and Oh. Well, that's just it too, because I mean, a creative mind is a beautiful thing, but to also, to also then have somebody who supports you, but's also tethered in a more ones and twos type mindset, like that could be a real bolster for a creative mind instead of someone that says, well, you're not in a real structured path here. So let me lead you back to where I'm being successful so that you can do what I'm doing. So that I'm comfortable. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard because it's like, it's, it's just an an area that in all these years, it's always pushed aside. It's, there's not enough importance given to it. And it's so, so important. And like, it's just sad for me to think about it. I agree because I'm going to throw it out there. And I think this is true and there might be a few exceptions, but I think when you look at art, when you look at creative processes, whether it be through movement, through paintings, through anything like that. In in my experience, it only spurs on emotions of love, of hope, of relativity, of like, oh my God, I feel so seen. (laughs) So as we're tamping that down in the world, in a world where we need a lot more of that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is going to drive me crazy. I just listened Oh my gosh, this is going to make me crazy that someone was talking about that. Oh my gosh. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to listen. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. But it yeah, I just, one... oh, no, 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 go ahead. Did you figure it out? No, it might be one when I figure it out. It might be really worth a conversation because okay. that is what the world needs right now. It's just like. But yet it... it's the first thing that's taken away. The first thing that goes in schools, it drives me insane. Because we need that right now. This world is very polarized and obviously we're not going to get into that whole conversation. But I think just the fact that 
everyone needs to be black or white, right or wrong, yes or no. And it's like when you remove creativity from thought process, from culture, that's all you're left with. And that's only going to breed hate. It was, I believe, a professor saying how the world right now has way too many of the the intellectual, not, I mean, creatives are intellectual, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Versus creativity, that that side is so needed right now. Well, and again, full circle, what do we think is creating that? It's fear. I know. It's fear because God forbid people think in gray areas because then there might be something that the more logical brain isn't aware of. Mm -hmm. And what's more scary than something you're not aware of or don't know anything about? Mm -hmm. It's so much more comfortable and so much easier to say like, no, this is the way it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, so especially in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I don't know, creativity and art is such a a salve for everything that is going on right now. And I do think we are going to see a huge pushback. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, Um, I'm hoping hoping so much just because it's so important. I I feel like I had another quote in here about hmm. We cannot escape fear. We can only transform it into a companion that accompanies us all, us on all our exciting adventures. Take a risk a day, one smaller bold stroke that will make you feel great once you've done it. And so like that, that leads me, it leads me to a lot of words that tie into it. Okay. Risk was one. Mm-hmm. There, so there's for me fear, jealousy, laziness, risk, and then sabotage. Okay. So what were you thinking about when you wrote sabotage? Because I'm curious about that. how we sabotage ourselves mm-hmm. all the time for success. Mm-hmm. You know, like not, you know, getting out of college, the best dancer in the group as a mother, you were the first, the best, the only. And <laughs> oh, and going yeah I'm done with that Uh I'm done with that and it's like same for me it's like so when opportunities are in front of us and we create something to make them not work Uh even if it's just in our own minds oh it's always in our own minds Uh it's always in our own minds yeah it's even like starting this business, it's like, how long did I look at those bags of yarn? Cause yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And right. then, then there was something within that said, no, let's do this. Right. Which that week, that first week of our business, where we just like setting it up and all of that, I was filled with so much fear. Were you? Fear, fear of failure again. Like I've had a lot of businesses they were all successful. They were all what they were supposed to be. Right. But in my mind at that time, when you closed down a business, it was because it was a failure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instead of saying it's run its course, we're done. I love that reframing of the word failure. I'm trying to find a way to like wrap it all up on a positive note because I don't know, fear, like I wonder, I wonder in my head 
when people see the title of this episode, if it's going to be hard for them to push play? I will be very curious and I would love to hear that for the people that Mm -hmm. got up the courage. If they were, if they did feel that way, I'd be really interested in that. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I think just knowing that fear is there and I identify it as fear instead of laziness or whatever word you have for it. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's empowering. Totally agree. Well, that's why I'm so curious. The next time you send me picture, like I'm so, so curious to see how I respond to that. Yeah. But I will say there are some times where like, you'll be like, oh, there's a great Glennon episode or, oh, there's a great Brene episode. And you'll say like what the title is or what it's about. And then I'll read the title as I'm going to, and I'm like, not today. Like I have too much to do. Yep. I totally get that. The thing that I would encourage on that, well, it's actually now it won't work because you'd you'd have to actually push the button to hear it. But for me, sometimes I am so surprised at how it was either wasn't what I thought it was going to be or went to a place Quite often it wasn't where my brain went with that thought. Mm-hmm. It's something so much richer. And I'm so grateful I listened. However, again, it's that whole like, are you meant to listen to that today? Maybe totally. not. Totally. Maybe not. So, you know, for me, it's that listening to the rhythm of your body. And I don't know. Yeah. I Okay. So here's, because it's empowering. It's empowering for me. Yes. So I feel like for everyone listening to this, instead of hearing this and saying, I'm going to conquer all of my fears. Instead, I would, I would challenge you and I would empower you to instead identify all of your fears. Oh my gosh. You, you might as well just be me. Cause I would, the word identify, as you were saying that I was like, if she doesn't say that, I'm going to just include and identify those fears. Just notice them. Notice when you're feeling lazy. Notice when your insides feel a little tighter. And identify it appropriately, as the great Julia Cameron said. Yeah. And it doesn't mean like you then go, oh, that means I got to go do it because I've identified it as fear. Maybe not. Maybe not. Just it's enough to identify it as fear. That's the win. Yeah, I agree. Okay, everyone. Well, this was probably my most favorite conversation that we've had. It's so funny because I literally was like laughing about like the fact that it's fear because I had so much fear around it because I didn't, I couldn't quite figure it out. And then my gosh, how weird would it be to have it all figured out before a conversation? Exactly. It's more like kind of think maybe like, where would it go? But that's the beauty of having two of us. Because like you're pulling in, pull something from me and then my saying something, pull something from you. I could never do this alone. This would be, I think it would be impossible for me to talk about. I couldn't do it. Any of this on my own. It would, I need the interaction for sure. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't say that we could do it. That's fear talking, but, but it's richer this way. Yes. We both get so much more out of it. Having each other. Yeah. And let's just talk about it. It's really for us. <laughs> Honestly, I I know there will come a day where I need these conversations to survive. It's so funny because I 
do feel like that we are being drawn into this, whatever this is for some reason. So just, it's weird. It's really weird. And for those who don't believe things like that, but my past experiences kind of lead me to that. Like, Mm -hmm. why are we doing this right now? Totally. I don't know. All right, everyone. Thank you for hanging in for another episode. Hopefully you got a lot out of this and are able to move forward and identify those fears. Um, For anybody listening to this on Spotify, again, if you would like early access to these episodes or to have access to the video version, head over to patreon.com and search Legacy Fiber Arts to become a member of our community. Um, And yeah, go ahead and give us a review. Five stars if you liked it. If you didn't, I love how Glennon says that. If you didn't, it's okay. Just don't do it. Or what did she say? Yeah, it's okay. Move along. Move along. (laughs) (laughs) Every time she says it, I chuckle. It's so funny. It's like I've heard it for the first time. Every every single like, it's okay. Yeah. Goodbye. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you for being here. We love you so much. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. A couple weeks. Bye.